With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. We've gotta be the body to rock it like we're never gonna see it again We are exploding, the world is gonna know it We'll rock it like you're never gonna see us again Come on over Come on over Good evening everyone, it is 11.08 Straight up and pure gold is live in the air Once again for this Tuesday night, June 21st, 2016 Welcome to the show that covers everything and anything and tells it like it is. My name is JB, and my co-host, who is not sleeping this week, is DG. Sir, how are you? Uh-oh. Red alert, red alert. Get kind of boring. I mean, we talked plenty of crap when we saw each other at the GCW. Ah, 
communist yeah. wrestling the other day. It was great, was great communist wrestling. Got to, got to love that. <laughs> Speaking of wrestling, we might as well get into the big news that came down about oh, uh, 12 geez. hours ago. Roman Reigns has uh, failed his wellness test and now is suspended for 30 days, which is ironic because, or not ironic, but it's I guess it's good for him that um, that he can still make the pay per view. But you're you're thinking that he's not going to actually be in the main event anymore? For well, I mean, he is in the main event, but I honestly this this first of all he owned the suspension, he apologized for it, so obviously he screwed up. I mean, I know Brittany's going to be calling any minutes. So I don't think we can really get into this just now, but to me. You, if you're Roman Reigns, you are you are not a bad guy. You're not a good guy. You're just <laughs> the guy that the WWE chose to put the strap on. And see, the thing about wrestling and that people who don't, you know, talk about how wrestling is rigged and fake, what they don't get it is that, you know what, it is a big honor for, for the company to say, you know what, we trust you. We're going to put the title on you. And the fact that he screwed that up, the fact that he screwed up that push, I don't even know why God himself only knows why, why Roman Reigns did this. And the thing that gets me is that this isn't, a, again, I'm not trying to knock wrestling, but this is not a legitimate professional sport like baseball or basketball or football where these guys are trying to compete, you know, to get to a certain spot to be able to, you know, make all this money, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, in wrestling, it's all based on if Vince likes you, if Triple H likes you, what they think of you. It's not even based on your wrestling ability. So I don't understand why any of these guys take performance-enhancing drugs. I mean, the fact that they put the title belt on a complete and utter hobo and Dean Ambrose, I'm pretty sure Dean Ambrose lives in the street, you know, under a bridge somewhere with the three Billy Goats Gruff, one of my favorite kid stories of all time. I mean, this guy's a complete bum, and now he's a WWE champion, which, of course, I'm jumping the gun, but why in the world is Roman Reigns taking anything that he shouldn't be taking? So it makes no sense. It really doesn't, and shame on Roman Reigns, or his real name is actually Joe Anoa'i, Anoa, I, I believe. Anoa'i? Anoa'i. He's very like you annoying, annoy me? I guess. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Well, listen. T- today's uh, shame on you definitely goes to a uh, Roman Reigns. Shame on you. It does. Yeah, that should be a segment. We we should make that a segment. We should have it. You know, every time we pick some idiot, some loser, some jerk, and then we have a shame on you award, which of course would go to him, and we can make up our own award and actually send it to that person. But the thing that gets me. Uh, sorry, sir. Adam Rose got suspended for for this. You know. Uh, Connor from the Ascension got suspended for this. When you're already the top dog, when you're already the heir apparent to John Cena, explain to me how you get suspended. What planet does it make sense that a ro- it just totally baffles my mind that this guy got suspended? It does, and uh, very disappointed. And you know uh, what I was going to say was that a couple of years ago we actually had that soundbite, and to end our show we would do a shame on you segment, and we would do a Did shame we really? on you. Oh yeah, we we used to do that. Uh, we actually had like bites that we would do and end the show with, uh, you know, Joe's take, JB's take, DG's take on a certain item. So we definitely did a shame on you segment for a good three, four, five episodes. So Joe in Wallington, what's up, Joe? Hey, Mike, how are you? Mike, call wait, me. hold on, check this out. Check this out. Joe in Wallington, what's up, Joe? Shame on you. <laughs> That's pretty much how Joe's call with Mike went. You know what's funny is that um, as I look for it, but um, it's it's apropos. Even four years later from um, from when Mike actually said this and we recorded it, but you know the Mets these days. Mistake. <laughs> I mean that's yeah, pretty appropriate. Definitely. Right? But but as we definitely wait for Brittany, appropriate. As we wait for Brittany, yeah. besides the, sh- the shame on you, I think there's three candidates for shame on you of the week. Um, 
you know, obviously Roman, who just uh, got suspended today, but Jerry Lawler, who got arrested for uh, domestic abuse, and the oh, Mets. I mean, who, who, who would you, like, rank the three uh, shame on yous what, what, as we wait for Brittany? Who, what would you say number one is, number two, and number three? Um, a number one to me would have to be Roman Reigns simply because of the fact that the position on the card that he was in and the fact that he, this makes no sense. Number two would probably go to uh, Jerry the King Lawler for his whole debacle. And again, you know, you and I get into this, folks. If you could, if you could listen to the arguments that Joe and I get to off the air, you this show would be so much more entertaining. It would be funny. We're pretty civil here, but off the air, there's a lot of things that cannot be repeated on air, and uh, the insults are, are, are flying furiously. But um, the whole Jerry Lawler thing, I mean, it's it's a known fact Jerry Lawler does not drink. And even Jim Ross, when discussing the event, said, you know, it, it's, he's, he, it's known. No, but he does not drink at all. And this whole thing makes no sense. I mean, who would the third chain on you go to? I mean, you got those two. Who else? I said the Mets these days. Oh, please. Who? The Mets. Who? The Mets. Jamaica's going sick. You know what the truth is? They're disgusting, and it really drives me nuts because they're so bad, sir. They're such a bad team. They have nothing going for them. You know, they can't win any games. They have no offense. They, I mean, they didn't win today, though, so, you know, 2-1. to Well, one. when they win, they win 2-1 games. That's how, that's how it goes. Yeah, and, of course, they hit two home runs today. Uh, Seth Spittis and who else? Oh, and, and Cabrera, of course. Who else would hit home runs on this freaking team? Disgusting. Yeah. It's absolutely disgusting, the, the way that this team operates. Yeah, and while we wait for Brittany, we could just we might as well hit the wrestling topic because I think we, there's only a few more things to talk about with wrestling. You had a good, uh, interesting take. Well, on we the never fact finished that, talking about Roman Reigns. You didn't even you didn't even discuss it. I mean, he got suspended. He did drugs. Uh, I mean, or he did some kind of steroids. How? Or whatever. Why? Why? How did this guy get? Explain this to me. You're the WWE champion. You know how do you do this? How do you get? This isn't some jobber. This isn't some jabroni. This isn't some guy trying to you know. Uh, what is it, Kennedy make his way up to cars? This is freaking Roman Reigns. You're not just a guy. You're not a good guy. You're not a bad guy. You're the guy. I mean, come on. The guy. He's the suspended I mean, if, guy if he now. doesn't get suspended, sir, if he doesn't get suspended, is he still WWE champion? Of course, right? Of course. But here's my question. Chronologically, how did this all come about? Was he going to be suspended and they had to take the belt off of him at the pay-per-view? Or... Did Dean Ambrose win the title because the Cleveland Cavaliers won the title and the pay-per-view went well, uh, past the Well, I had a theory. I mean, isn't Dean from Ohio? Am I mistaken he on is. that? Because I thought I heard he's from Ohio, right? No, All right, so and it's funny because he talked about how he doesn't like Cleveland, which is interesting. Um, yeah, he's from Cincinnati. How does this guy not – explain to me how this guy is not a Cleveland Cavaliers fan. I mean, he's freaking – he's from Cincinnati. There's not – there's you know, I'm sure he's a hobo and he's a wandering degenerate. But at the end of the day, I mean, you got to be a Cavaliers fan. you got to be a Cleveland fan if you're Dean Ambrose, no? But anyway, so I think that the WWE had this whole plan. You know, their own range thing must have come down the pike because I doubt they suspended They found out today they suspended him today. They didn't know about this. Um, they're pretty well informed when it comes to this type of stuff. And, you know, I think they were trying to capitalize on the whole NBA. When have you ever heard of a random pay-per-view like Money in the Bank going like four hours, 11 30, I think it was when it finally finished. I mean, that, that never happens, ever. So yeah. it just doesn't make any sense that all of a sudden they randomly decide to have the pay-per-view that long. I mean, I don't know, sir. Something's fishy. I, I told you WWE, 
they're up to no good, as it were. And I'm sure that there was a plan, and I'm sure that they were thinking, you know, let's capitalize on what's going on in Cleveland, you know, because if they had – if the title changed – they knew everybody was watching the Cavs and the Warriors – the non-ultimate warriors, by the way, and if they're if they're planning on changing the title and they're going to do it when nobody's watching, I mean, you know, that's obviously not going to be good for them. But they, of course, send the new title belt to the Cavaliers, which we can get into that, and they give the belt to a, you know Ohio native in Dean Ambrose. I don't know, sir, and plus the suspension. I think it all kind of worked out perfectly for them. It did, and I never thought about the take about being from Ohio giving the title, but what I thought was going on was that, yes, everybody that was everybody that's a sports fan was watching Game 7 of the finals, and it was only convenient that that Vince or someone behind the scenes delayed the, the, the main event between Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins until after the, the final buzzer went off and LeBron James had won his third title. So I think that that was no coincidence that they waited for that match to go on after the finals were over. I didn't think about right. the correlation between Dean Ambrose being from Ohio and giving him the title because Cleveland had just won the title. That's kind of hard to do last minute, last second. But uh, It's you know, the WWE. I, I mean, they, they could literally make change the plans on the fly and say, you know what, Dean, you're going to win the title right now, and that's it. So, but I, I, I mean, anything have, could happen. Yeah, I do have some plot holes, though, with the whole money in the bank and having Dean Ambrose win it and then cash it in the same night. I know that they're trying to do a variation of uh, every variation possible of cashing in the money in the bank, but I think somebody like Kevin Owens, it's always good for a heel to win that that match because it's all a right, heel sir, way to win. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to stop oh, this because nobody yes, cares. First of all, and we are gonna be joined right now by the one and only. You know, before I even introduce her, I'm going to play a, a famous soundbite that we always use. Uh, you know, it's, it's been a while, but let, let's let's try this one. Hi, this is Brittany Bell, Miss Arizona USA 2010. Make sure you tune in to Pure Gold each week to hear the best interviews and live talk radio. David and Joe are simply the best. Check them out at puregoldpg.com. Folks, that was the one and only Brittany Bell, as she stated herself, Miss Arizona, USA, 2010, and so many other things going on. Brittany, David, and Joe here. How are you doing? Hi, David and Joe. I'm doing really well, actually. A lot has gone on since we last talked and I was on the show. <laughs> well, the interesting thing, right, Joe and I were talking, and we were trying to find out when was the last time you were on the show, and after our crack research staff, they, they you know, looked into this, you realize it's been over three years since you graced the airwaves here in Pure Gold? Three years, yeah. Brittany. What have you been up to in the past three years? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, in the past three years, a lot has happened. I actually, at one point recently, I had moved over to the island of Guam, where my mom is from. And right. I was reporting out there. I did, like, TV reporting for ABC and Fox there, and it was great, but... The reason why I was mainly out there was as an ambassador for the island as I found the opportunity to compete in Miss Universe as I represented Guam, and it worked out well. I got a chance to go, and it was a whole other experience living on a small island, and now I'm back in Los Angeles, so it's been good. <laughs> back in the real world, I guess. Yeah, I had a friend, former friend, no longer someone that I associate with, but this person lived on Guam for a few years, and I've heard some you know, some interesting things about the island, and obviously, you know, it's uh, – it's not an island that here, definitely not in New Jersey that you hear a lot of talk, but it is cool that, you, of course, you know, your family being from there and everything. You mentioned your mom. And I saw that you were Miss Guam, and I was like, oh, cool. Uh, Brittany sounds like she's been busy. And the last time we spoke, you were also doing some stuff for the World uh, World Poker Tour, if I'm not mistaken. Now, whatever happened with all that? 
Well, actually, I continued on with more seasons with the World Poker Tour since we last talked, and we just completed our last season probably around May, and then um, we're starting back up again, and they've asked me to return. So I will be back on that tour circuit. It's just going to be a little bit different. Uh, Everybody will see there's going to be some new additions to our team, and um, hopefully I'll be traveling the world and sharing some of those pictures and stories with you guys soon. Is Mike Sexton and Van Patten still calling the action? Yep, they're still there. They're still commentating on the whole the whole thing. They're like they're like family to us um, and the World Poker Tour. So it's been a really fun time with them just over the past, I guess it's been almost five years working with them. Wow. Yeah. Now the, uh, the, biggest, the biggest, I was going to say, the biggest tournament is going on right now in Las Vegas uh, with the World Series of Poker. I know that that's probably considered competition, Brittany, but uh, do you follow that? Do you play <laughs> poker? I forget now. It's been so long. Yeah, you know, actually, since we last spoke, I I do play poker actually way more than when we last spoke. I have a really strong love for the game. It's almost torture to watch it because you can't play it when you're working. But (laughs) I I do play in my free time when I'm at different places, like in Atlantic City, if we stop there. There's certain stops that I really love playing at. But um, anytime I can get in on a poker game, Texas Hold'em is my thing. So it's been good. And um, another thing is it's kind of like, like a challenge because it's a predominantly male type uh, sport. And so when you find that you can have an advantage as a woman being underestimated, it's, it's a lot of fun. And then also you asked about the WSOP, the world series of poker. It's kind of like football season and basketball season. We don't really collide. We just kind of offset each other. So everybody knows that's like the Mecca of poker and they all go there. But our tour is more about traveling uh, in the time away from the world series and the guys who and the girls who go to the World Series of Poker are there in Vegas for like they camp out, you know. They pretty much have properties there for a while, so it's it's a lot of fun. Maybe I'll go play. <laughs> I was going to was gonna say I, I would not want to. I, I could tell just by talking to you uh, now and three years ago. I, I wouldn't want to play poker against you, Brittany. I I think you'd probably police me for everything I had, and I'd probably have to like <laughs> probably move out of my house in Woodridge after uh, you beat me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little more. And life, the journey of life has seasoned me a little bit more, especially in the mental game, especially with poker. It's yeah. been good. <laughs> that's uh, fun. I mean, that's pretty cool. Up on the game. Yep. Oh, sure. I mean, Joe, Joe's has a has the you know World Series of Poker bracelet. If I'm not mistaken, I mean, Joe's a big fan. And you know, I remember years ago we had, if I'm not mistaken, the 2005 World Series of Poker champion, right, Joe? He was yeah, on our Joe show uh, a couple years ago. Yeah, that was interesting, Brittany. That's one of the only interviews we've ever done where I literally had no clue what I was talking about. It was hard to fake it through that interview because I mean, I could pretty much pretend like I know about a lot of things. Poker is not one of them, and it was interesting to talk to Joe because this is, the, 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 you know, the the guest because this is years ago, and he's talking about all these different things and Texas Hold'em and blah blah. blah and I'm just sitting there like, wow, that, that's great. <laughs> and now you two are over here talking about the World Series of Poker and everything else. I mean, you may as well be speaking, you know, uh, Tagalog or something. You may as well be speaking a completely <laughs> different language because I have no clue what you're talking about. But you know, it's, it's weird, um, folks. You know, for those of you out there listening, of course. I've I've talked at length in the show recently how, you know, Joe and I have been doing this program less frequently than we used to, and getting guests has been so difficult, but it's funny, with Brittany, it was so easy, I literally just messaged her on Facebook one day, I was like, hey, how are you, what's new, uh, 
want to come back on the show again? And then I get a response, yeah, sure, why not? And literally that was it. We just kind of texted and we figured it out. But I was like, wow, I mean, I didn't have to, I didn't have to pay her. I didn't have to bribe her. I didn't have to send her, you know, money or anything. I, it was pretty good. So, of course, we appreciate you, you know, taking the time out of your busy schedule, Brittany. I mean, really, it's an honor. You know, three years is, is definitely too long. But um, so what else is going on with you? I mean, I know that your uh, your buddy, your old pal, I mean, assuming you're still friends, Alicia Monique Blanco is, has got some big things going on. Um, do you still keep in touch yeah. with her? Oh, yeah. We're actually closer now than we've ever been. Uh, she's like sister to me. And if she knew that you guys were talking about, she'd be so happy. She's probably going to want to come on the show if you want to have her. But um, well, she has been funny you mention doing that because a lot. She, sorry. Yeah, no, it's funny you mentioned that because she, I saw her online once and I tried talking to her and I think she reached back to me, but it was never any sort of like, hey, let's do the show. It was like, oh, hi, how are you? But, you know, she has been up to a lot. If I'm not mistaken, I saw she's either on a show currently or going to be on a mm-hmm. show. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah. I'll have to reach out to her for you guys so that she'll get on and um, have a conversation with you guys, especially about Definitely. the show. So there's a show called Coupled. Um, it's a new show where, you know, how they have the social media apps where you can do dating, you know, this whole right. Tinder bumble, all this stuff. Well, you can either swipe left, <laughs> say no, you swipe right, you say yes, and then you connect with the person, right? Well, in this, in this show that she ended up on this island, and they have a separate island with the guys and the separate island with the girls, and these girls have this chance to meet one guy one by one each week or day, however it goes, and the girls... Um, get a chance to sit with the guy for a moment and then at the end of their time they can either walk left and say no or they walk right and say yes and if they walk right and say yes the guy comes to the group that says yes and he gets to pick I think like two or three girls that he wants to have like one-on-one quality time to get to know each and then if the guy ends up choosing the girl he takes her away to like the couple's cove island or whatever it is and they get to spend the day together and the night together and so Alicia, Alicia was on that show, and every every episode that's unfolding, I believe it's every Tuesday night on Fox. So, um, yeah, I'll promo that for her <laughs> if you get curious and want to oh, see yeah, it. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, it's funny you mention that because again, I follow, I have you guys as friends on, on Facebook from the uh, the Pure Gold account, and I noticed something that she posted. Again, I don't go on there that much, and it's very infrequent. But I read something, and she's like, "Oh, looking for a daddy for I, I, I I'm not sure what her dog's name is." <laughs> But Romeo. when I first read it, Romeo, when I first read it, I was like, oh, my gosh, does she have a kid or something? Is she talking about her son? I literally thought <laughs> that, like, somehow Alicia secretly, like, out of wedlock, had a child with someone and then is talking oh, about God. looking for her father for him. And I was like, what the? Then I started reading. I said, oh, she's talking about her dog. <laughs> yeah. You gotta I started cracking up. Two animals like humans sometimes. Yeah, I don't have a dog, but she loves that dog as if it is her baby. It totally is. But, yeah, she's not She's not pregnant. She has no kids. But she is absolutely um, looking for love. That's why she also found herself on that show. So she's she's bound to find her Prince Charming soon, I'm sure. Wow. I mean, Dave, uh, we have, uh, wow. I don't know if you know this, but we have Brittany on, not Alicia. I mean, can we oh, talk Oh, of course, of course, but no, I just thought it was funny because they're BFFs, you know? I mean, uh, you know, yeah. uh, this. 
a lot of Fs there, Dave. A lot of BFFs there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, of course, of course. But it's just funny, like I said, that, um, you know, all these different things, I had to throw that out there because, of course, you know, they're BFFs, so, you know. But um, anyway, so she's on, so when are you going to be on one of those shows, Brittany? I mean, are you looking for love? Are you going to oh find God. your Prince Charming on some random TV show, you know, in the middle oh, of nowhere? <laughs> yeah, put her on the oh, spot. my goodness. <laughs> you know, uh, a while back they had offered me a show that's kind of like The Bachelorette, and I had told them no because I didn't want to do this weird speed dating type thing where they expect you to, like, make out with a bunch of dudes randomly every day. I'm like, that's a little weird <laughs> organic approach. And also, I, just me, it's not really my thing to go on a show like that. And I, I don't know, maybe in the entertainment industry, I'm very particular about what I get myself involved in. And as far as love is concerned, Maybe I, call me old-fashioned, call me whatever. I, I just like the more organic approach, and I like to see a guy's, like, attempt at coming, you know, coming after a woman and really trying to, you know, just ma- build a real relationship. And it's always fun to have that surprise when you meet someone. So but I'm not opposed. I have to say our world is full of entertainment, media, all this stuff. So there, I've, I have friends that are happily married met on Facebook, so you never know. Yeah, that's true. My wife and I actually met on I don't know how Joe and his wife met. I'm pretty sure Joe, you know, uh, begged her for years for her to even talk to him. But with me, my wife and I actually met on MySpace, which, of course, is, you know, pretty much irrelevant at this point. But, um, you know, we have stories for days about that. But that was uh, interesting, you know, social media. And neither one of us were looking for anything. We just happened to meet, you know, through that. And then eventually, you know, years later, we ended up dating and got married and whatnot. So you never know. I mean, it could be out there somewhere playing poker. I mean, who knows, Brittany? I mean, um, only God knows what the future holds. But um, listen, you know, definitely if you can reach out to Alicia, I mean, you're always welcome to be on the show. I think that three years is is about two and a half years too long for, you know, for you to, to stop by because, of course, you know, you're one of the all-time classic Pure Gold guests. So uh, do you have anything Aww. else coming up that you might want to promo or, you know, maybe a book that you're writing, starring in a movie? I mean, anything, you know, world famous that we may see you in? Running for president. I mean, <laughs> so anything, funny. Brittany. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You know, these days, everything can happen when it comes to presidency. But anyway, especially because I went from watching Donald Trump as a owner of the pageant I was participating in to now watching him on television as a candidate. So it's really interesting in that world. So he's a president. Ever... I'm like, I don't put anything past it. Speaking of that, did you, you ever get to meet him or anything when he was owner of uh, Miss USA? I've, yeah, I've met him twice, once in Miss USA and then the second time at Miss Universe. So, um, and wh- what was he I'm like? I mean, you know, of course, from wrestling, cause um, he was heavily involved in the early days of WrestleMania. But what is he like? I mean, you know, it's, I have my personal opinions on him. Joe has his personal opinions on him. But, you know, your opinion, <laughs> what do you think of the Donald? I mean, you know, he's definitely an interesting guy. Oh, the Donald. He's totally interesting. He's as interesting as everybody assumes he is. And in person, he is... <laughs> Just frank and business-minded. You can just feel that he's all about business. And and I feel like even when it comes to the pageant world, you know, as a businessman, as a person that's involved in business, you combine business and beauty. And what do you do? You forge relationships and leverage opportunities. And so, you know, you kind of you kind of can see him moving and shaking around the room and the associations of what he loves versus, oh, my daughter loves this country. And he's at, you know, talking to that country or oh, the social media influence of this country, and he's talking to that country, you know. So he's paying right. attention, but he's all about he's all about leveraging relationships and, and business. And so I think meeting him, just seeing him come in, you're kind of like, oh, there's the boss. But he's, 
he's just scoping out his, it was kind of like, I think the pageant was really more like a hobby and a way to leverage more business and relationships. That's my personal so basically, opinion. So basically you're saying he through and through because that sounds like a very, poli- you know, like a politician would do, just going around and, you know, taking care of business as it were. And, you know, definitely, definitely an interesting character, but, you know, some, obviously Joe and I, we have about as much chance of meeting him as a, uh, you know, who knows? I mean, I can't. I can't even think of a good analogy. But the fact that you know he's out there and he's running for president, which is something I never thought he would do, and I never thought he would get this far. Yeah. I'm still shocked that you know he's going to be the presumptive anyway Republican nominee. You know, it's just interesting because uh, I'm no, I'm John. I you know we talk politics on here once in a while. I'm definitely no fan of Hillary Clinton. Um, you know, but. This the way that the world is going. I mean, it's interesting. You know, at one point there was an actor in Ronald Reagan who was president, and then you have Donald Trump, who's a, who's another character. So that that should be interesting. Um, but anyway, Brittany, Brittany yeah. you know, I, I just had to throw that out there. So Joe. Yeah. Do you notice that David's being very political with his answers? He's just like he's like hiding all of it. <laughs> being very political. I mean. I, yeah. I, you know, but I think kind of everybody these days and that's why we're seeing like these weird interesting results in the polls is because everyone's kind of political because they're careful you know what we say especially out in the media and then all of a sudden when it comes to the polls you're like how did that person get there it's like we all we all have our own personal opinions and I have certain I have certain opinions as far as what I think about things that for example it's hard when people talk about voting anyways because you know in Guam still you know considered a resident of Guam um we're not allowed to vote and that's really interesting because we're an unincorporated territory so we have certain privileges that the states don't have but then at the same time we have certain limitations that the states don't have especially with voting yet we're governed by the united states so it's it's a really interesting thing so so there's a lot there's a lot to consider when it comes to politics and presidency and all that but i'm like oh oh mr you know trump if only he would have seen the value in Guam. We're one of the most strategically placed um, islands and territories for the protection of the United States. So hopefully he, he pays a little more attention to Guam than he did in this universe. <laughs> well, it's, it's the same thing with Puerto Rico. I mean, my parents are both born, born there. You know, my dad was raised here, but, you know, my whole family, basically my entire family being from there, you know, the strategic positioning of the island is one of the reasons the United States wanted it in the first place. And here we are a uh, hundred years after the Jones Act, which incorporated the United States. Um, it's interesting, I, which incorporated them you know, as part of the United States as a commonwealth. It's just interesting that they also don't get to vote in the presidency. I mean, they, they have their, like, electoral, I think they get, like, one weird vote or something, but the people themselves don't get to vote in the election of the United States, even though it's a commonwealth. It, it's just, you know, politics are an interesting thing. But it's funny because I was reading an article today, and to end this, you know, specifically, I was reading an article today about Hillary Clinton, and I think it was John Stewart and other people who were saying how, you know, one of the big criticisms of her is that she does not seem to be comfortable. Like, when people engage her, when she's engaging people, she seems very political, very guarded, very much not able to be like a real person. So it's kind of like nobody knows the real Hillary Clinton. And it makes me wonder with Donald, because what I've seen on TV, he just always seems to be the same type of person. Clearly somebody who gives very political answers, but somebody who kind of, you know, makes statements and, and just kind of says things and you could just tell it's kind of coming out versus like these are not these are definitely not rehearsed answers. So it's definitely interesting in the in the realm that he's in. And you know you have your your violent detractors of Donald Trump and those who are his supporters. But you know what, Brittany, we are supporters of Brittany Bell. You know you should run for president at one point. You would have my oh, vote, that's funny. for sure, and I'm sure Joe would as well. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> maybe maybe 
You know, it's so funny. On Guam, they were like, you should consider being a senator over here. Because, you know, we have senators in Guam, and right. we have, you know, our governor, and then we have one Congress. Right now, it's a Congresswoman, but we have one person in Congress that represents Guam, but we, we obviously um, don't get the other some of the other rights. But they've, they've actually coerced me into considering it, and I just think it's funny you say that. And I'm honored that you would... You would say that, but you know, I <laughs> I've got a lot of work to do to take on a whole entire I mean, a whole entire country. So I'd have to work on that for a long time. But thank you. And um to answer your question earlier, you were asking what I've been working on and some of the things I've been doing. Well, I, I'm you know, acting is one of my biggest passions and I have a lot of fun with it. And comedic acting is something that I've always kind of played around with, like turning my turning into different characters and being funny and breaking down this stereotype and this assumption of, oh, she's pageant patty, just, you know, prim and proper and only seen this way and kind of breaking that down and saying, I've got Jim Carrey in me and a little bit of quirky Eddie Murphy style in me, you know, it's just the fun comedic side. And so I wrote a parody and it's um, to a popular hip hop song (laughs) called Cut It from a guy named O.T. Genesis. And I rewrote the lyrics because it was actually really funny. When I was sitting in the car one day, I, I heard this song. I never listened to the radio. And I turned on the radio, and I'm like, what is this ridiculously hilarious song? It, it's real. It's about a lot of interesting things, but it seemed comedic. And I was like, it says, cut it. And I, the first thing that came to mind was um, one of my fellow classmates back at ASU, Arizona State, um, James Harden, he grew out his beard. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this guy's beard. And it's this big trend going around. It went from, like, a Philly thing to, like, now it's a trendy thing everywhere. Everyone's growing out their beards. And I'm not a huge fan of long, long beards. And so I rewrote the parody. I rewrote the song and created a parody and shot a music video to it. And it's up on YouTube and Facebook. But it's called Cut It Parody and Beard Parody. (laughs) But you can find it on YouTube and laugh with me about it. No, we definitely will. We'll definitely have to check that out. I mean, I'm sure Joe's checking it out now. That's why he's been he's been quiet for the past few minutes. But listen, Brittany, we will absolutely check that out. You know, Joe, you want you want to say anything, sir? I mean, I don't know if you if you're still there. Yeah, I mean, she's talking about being funny, and uh, I was telling Dave this joke the other day, just to end this little segment. It was that like Dave was like, Brittany's gonna be on the show, and I was like, well, yeah, she doesn't ring a bell. <laughs> Very so funny. terrible. There you go. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, definitely. But listen, uh, Brittany, we, we really appreciate you coming on the show. Like I said, about six times already. Got to have you on sooner. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to, you know, have you on in the very near future. And uh, you know, put in a good word for Alicia. You can be her agent. You know, we can send the check. Tell her it's in the mail. Um, and uh, it's you know, listen. Don't don't pass up the opportunity. You gotta you gotta try out. If people are telling you to you know send it or whatever the case is, you should go for it. I mean, hey, who knows. Who knows what God has in store? So, um, again, yes, it's always okay. a pleasure. Yes. Ours, of course. And um, again, the, your check for being on the show is also in the mail, so you should be receiving that shortly. Uh, very funny. Thank you. It's my pleasure. You, you know, you guys are great supporters, and it's nothing. It's, you know, it's, it's like family. When you, when you find people that are really there to support you, it's nothing to want to support back and be a part of whatever you guys are working on. So. Thank you, and maybe in the future I'll come back on. Maybe I'll come on with Alicia, or there's a project we're working on. There's a film um, that may be in the works pretty soon. When it does all come together and I can play around with that, I'll tell you guys about it, but it'll, it should be interesting, so we'll see how it Oh, goes. definitely. Absolutely, Brittany. Thank you so much for coming on, and make sure you let us know. Well, let me know, because Joe, you know, he's uh, – 
he's got to be in bed at a certain time, and he, he's up there in age, so I'm usually the one who takes care of all the uh, planning and stuff like that. You know, i got to take that off Joe's plate so he can take his, his uh, afternoon naps. But uh, yeah. thank you so much, Brittany. We really appreciate it. <laughs> thank you. Joe, don't let him push you around like that. I fell asleep last week, so that's all right. I actually did. The funny thing is, I had a, we had a guest, right? So just before you go, we had a guest, and I had been trying to get her on for months. We had been talking back and forth. Every week something came up, and I finally got her on the show, and I wake up halfway through the show. I fell asleep. I put my kids to sleep, right, super late, of course, and I woke up in the middle of, you know, 1130, about this time, actually, and Joe, <laughs> Joe was finishing his interview with her because he had no idea what to do because, you know, I was the one getting her on. And I was so embarrassed, and I felt so bad, so I had to make sure that I didn't do that to you this week, because then I'm sure at that point the show would have been, you know, taken off the air if I'm falling asleep on guests oh. and stuff. But hey, parenthood, you know, I, I tell you, it's it's one of those things you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do. But uh, just throwing that out there. So thanks again, Brittany. Really appreciate it. You are awesome, and we will definitely talk soon. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Brittany. Have a good night. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank Take you care. Too. Bye bye. The one and only, I was about to hang up the phone. The, phone, the <laughs> oh, one and only Brittany Bell. Yeah, just end this program again. Um, you know, that was an interesting interview, sir. I mean, you know, we were able to talk politics. I mean, we were able to really get into things that we don't normally talk about. And I just thought it was cool. And she mentioned Donald. I was like, wait a minute. She she knows Donald Trump. So I had to at least get her take on, on uh, you know, your future president. Yeah, my future president, because you're moving to Guam, apparently, once he does become president in November. Oh, of course. I'll, yeah, I'll be sure. I'll definitely be in Guam. Make sure you come visit. Hey, guys, it's Brittany, Don, and Brandon, Miss Arizona USA 2011. Make sure you tune into Pure Gold Radio for only the best talk on sports, entertainment, politics, and much, much more. That's the wrong Brittany, by the way. Just want to throw that out there. That's that's not who was just on the air. I mean, well, you can no. tell you're falling asleep, sir. <laughs> I'm just finding any Britney close gotta, to Gotta love Joe, folks. Uh, the, the the greatness. Um. So anyway, Sarah, what else did I talk about? I haven't uh, I haven't heard anything about from Jewel the past couple of hours. So I'm not even sure if she's calling in. Yeah, she might not. I have no clue. Uh, I just got the video. Uh, sorry, Brittany just sent me the video, so I gotta send it to you to check it out. After, of course, I make sure it's uh, there's there's nothing inappropriate on there. Yeah, I mean the only thing about wrestling is that we were talking about the the suspension of Roman Reigns. The fact Hi, that I'm Anna Zelensky, and make sure to tune in to Pure Gold, where you can hear great interviews, wonderful insight, and the best talk radio around. Hey, this is Ana Rodriguez, Miss Texas USA 2011, and I want you to check out Pure Gold Radio at puregoldpg.com. You can listen in to their show every week with David and Joe. They are simply pure gold. Any more? Well, that's no, it. I think that's it. I think that's it. So uh, the only other thing about wrestling talk is that they did announce that the brand extension will happen live. The draft is going to happen on Tuesday, July 19th on live on SmackDown, the first night that SmackDown's live on Tuesday night. Shane will run it, and you told me that people like Kurt Angle and maybe RVD have been reached out to come back to wrestle. 
Yeah, um, according to what I read, you know, all the blogs and everything, people are talking how the WWE has tried to reach out to Kurt Angle, uh, Rey Mysterio, Goldberg, even Carlito, John Morrison, Shelton Benjamin. I mean, guys, we haven't seen the WWE in, in a very long time, other than Ray, of course, who was on a couple of years ago um, between injuries. But, yeah, I mean, apparently they're they're reaching out to all these guys because of the brand extension. And, you know, we, we could talk ad nauseum for what we think, the negative stuff that we think about the brand extension. And one thing is it seems like the WWE didn't learn anything from the first time they did the brand split, which was a colossal failure, by the way. So it makes you wonder how this is going to be any different. I think I think this may be worse, to be honest with you, because as it stands right now, you, you can say whatever you want. You can say that, you know what, they have younger talent. Yeah, but they don't have the same type of talent. They don't have the same quality talent that they used to have. So it's it's an inferior product at every level, the main event, every other aspect. So I don't see how this is going to work. I don't see how the brand extension is going to be anything other than a colossal failure, sir, because the, the roster, even if they bring up NXT guys, they're just not as good as they were when the original brand split happened. Ratings are down. Uh, everything is down. I don't know why they feel like they need to do the brand extension other than they feel like they're going to preserve and keep wrestlers from getting injuries because, let's face it, the injury bug this past year and a half has been incredible with, you know, John Cena, Rusev, Randy Orton is still out, Bray Wyatt just came Orton back. Orton has been out for a long time. I don't even remember when Orton went down. I think November, I think, of last year, I believe, was when he 2014, went down. 2014, was it? I'm sorry, what was that? No, it's 2015, but yeah, it's been a while. So I don't know if this is a way to keep the wrestlers from sustaining uh, long-term injuries because, well, you know, Seth Rollins. But see, injury, but... it's not because they still have – they're still going to be touring. They're going to be doing the stupid brand-exclusive – you know, they're not even really pay-per-views, but the whole brand-exclusive, um, you know, shows or special events or however you want to call it. So I don't know, sir. To me, this is going to be – it's just not going to be a good thing, and I don't understand why the WWE thinks it's a good idea. Do I think SmackDown going live is a good idea? Absolutely. But like we've said at Noisium here, when you put these shows back-to-back, when you've got a Saturday night special, a Sunday night pay-per-view, a Monday night Raw, a Tuesday night SmackDown, it's just too much wrestling. Especially, look, if they were able to go like four or five hours, whatever the hell it was, uh, money in the bank, I mean, what are they going to do for SummerSlam? Is SummerSlam going to be six hours? I mean, it's it's honestly ridiculous. It's just too much, sir. It is. And um, I, I think one suggestion, and I don't think they're going to do it, I, I really think alignment is really important. I think that you can't split up the tag teams like they did last year, um, last time they did the break extension. And I really think that you need to have, like, all the women on one show. If you're going to split the women up on both shows, I can't even name you two possible contenders for Charlotte's world title. Maybe Sasha Banks and maybe... Um, Sasha's been, has she even been on TV? I know she's been doing, like, uh, Sunday Night Heat or Shotgun Saturday Night or whatever the hell it is that they still have now. You know, those those uh, superstars, I think it is, those jobber shows. Has she been on Raw in the past, like, three months? I don't even think she has. Yeah, last night was uh, her reappearance, by the way. So <laughs> I know that Wait, when? Really... Last night. <laughs> oh, she showed up. All right, good. Well, the, but the point is Sasha really hasn't been there because of concussions and everything else. So, look, at the end of the day, I just don't – when you talk about the women, if they're going to split it, I agree, bad idea. Splitting tag teams always a bad idea. The only thing that I can think of is that they're going to split it. Um, the only team I, I could see them splitting is Cass and Enzo because they see Cass as a, as a star because of his height and everything else, although he probably should still have Enzo as a manager, if nothing else. So it sh- to me, it should be interesting. At the end of the day, it- it'll at least be interesting to see where they go in that respect, but I definitely think that they need to keep 
the tag teams together because that was one of the biggest mistakes of the original brand extension. I mean, there's so many to, to name, but that was absolutely one of the one of the huge mistakes that they made there. Yeah, and I think it's. Uh, I mean, we could definitely talk about this as we get closer to July 19th. The real thing that we should focus on the last 10, 15 minutes here is talk about the NBA Finals because that was um, an epic series. It went seven games. Who knew that the Cleveland Cavaliers would come back down 3-1? And, I, I mean, if we go back and if we had archived the shows, we'd, we'd actually hear me say that I'd, I'd pick the Cleveland Cavaliers in seven games when this, before the series even started, which is incredible to, to now think about that that actually happened. But let me ask you this. Before we get into the finals itself, has your views of LeBron changed before and after the finals? Um, well, you know, it's interesting you say that, sir, because – yeah, obviously, you know that, that they have changed. I mean, to me, I looked at LeBron. I always talk about how I hated the whole um, the announcement, the decision. Yep. I hated yeah. that whole thing. But, you know, to see him go to Miami and take his town to South Beach, um, you know, that whole thing bothered me. I know that that's a big thing. A lot of people hated that. A lot of people, you know, disliked the fact that he did that. But at the end of the day, he goes down to Miami. He's in the finals all was it four years that he was in Miami. Um, yep. He goes to the finals every year. You know, he won two titles, lost two, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yep. yeah. And then he comes back to Cleveland wanting to win a title. He goes pretty much single-handedly drags his worthless team to the finals last year. You know, they lose. And then this year, down 3-1, of course, with the refs' help, because you know there's no way he could have won it without the refs. I mean, that's another thing. People talking about the refs, they should have been the MVPs. I mean, are people uh, – we'll get back to this question in a second, you know, the whole LeBron thing, but are people really that stupid, sir? I think they are. I mean, for them to think that the referees are the reason why the Cleveland Cavaliers won this is crazy. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just – I look at I look at him. I look at you know what he's done. I saw the emotion that he showed when he won. You know, crying and you know some people may think that was phony. I don't think that was phony. I mean, he's from Akron. You know, he's a Cleveland guy. He's he was there for years. He started his career there. Played basketball there. Did all these things. I mean, he's a he's a native son. This isn't some random dude. If this isn't Miami, you know, he didn't go to Miami. He came back home, and he finally won a title. Cleveland hadn't won a title in professional sports in 52 years, which is unreal, and that's ended. The fans are going nuts, I'm sure. Uh, you know, I heard all the stories about it. But to me, I, to see that, to see him actually deliver, to see him outplay the, the ridiculous unanimous MVP, which that's still – I'm not even a basketball fan. That still pisses me off with Steph Curry being the unanimous MVP. But at the end of the day, Steph embarrassed himself. The Warriors embarrassed themselves. And LeBron James proved to be the ultimate warrior, sir. What's incredible, too, is that um, what people forget is that when he left Cleveland and went to Miami and took his talents to South Beach, as he would say – uh, the owner of the Cleveland Cavaliers destroyed LeBron James for leaving uh, yep. the Cleveland Cavaliers. I remember. Yeah, Dan Gilbert, now, yeah, Dan Gilbert was, was uh, you know, kissing him on the cheek, basically, and, you know, loving yeah. him and sniffing his butt the other day because this guy came back and he brought it two, two years. It took him two years. And, he, and the thing is, he made NBA Finals history. Down The only team ever down 3-1 to win. And I think that that, Cemented. You have a 73 and 9 team. The Golden State Warriors lost nine games. Not not one time in the season did they lose back-to-back games. To go and lose the last three games of their season is unbelievable. The fact that they were down 3-1, came back to win, and then come the next series to win 3-1, to be up to 3-1, and then lose—that's unreal. That's like you couldn't even have written that 
in a movie, it would have been more uh, more unrealistic. It's not even possible, sir. And to answer your question, I do have more respect for LeBron James. You know, the South Beach thing, that's in the past. He came home. He won a title. He did the impossible. played like an MVP. You know, he played great. And to me, he just absolutely earned respect of a lot of people. You know, I, I know Mike would say that he couldn't go up another class, so this doesn't add, really make much of a difference to his legacy. But to me, I still don't think he's better than Michael Jordan. I'll never think he's better than Michael Jordan, but I can't deny that this has to take him up a notch in his legacy because it's what he did was almost unthinkable, sir. I mean, this is unreal, this team, and the fact that he was able to win, I think it's got to bring him up, sir in terms of what he, what he means to basketball and what you know the way he'll be looked at 10, 20 years from now. Because there's a huge difference to me between two and four in the finals and three and three at this point, and that third one being the way that he won this, this last one a couple of days ago, sir. I mean, the, the people that he took to the finals last year and this year, when you think about J.R. Smith and Schumpert and some of the other guys that are just like complete bums that were on the Knicks. And well, now basically, the Knicks the just won the title, if you think about it. I mean, the it's Knicks won the NBA title yeah. this year, sir. It's basically that plus LeBron James. I mean, the guy is incredible. I think that, I mean, when you look at that block, how, I mean, I know you flipped out on text, so I can only imagine what you were saying when you were, uh, if I was there in person. That block. I couldn't believe Iguodala, it. That block was unreal. He looked like he was like he was on a, strapped to a line, hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> this is a stunt double. This guy fake flying, hands out, literally just across the screen. It's like he was floating on thin air. It was unbelievable. I've never seen a block like that in my life, and it's such a clutch block, you know. And then, of course, you have Kyrie coming up the floor and smashing that three-pointer right in uh, Steph Curry's face, and he made him eat that and put a little ketchup on it and some hot sauce and some mustard. I mean, absolutely, he killed it, sir. He absolutely killed it. And that, to me, was, you know, I I, I hate the flopping. I'm always going to hate the flopping. But, man, what a performance by LeBron. I think you got to respect him. And, you know, people are going to say he has no class wearing the Ultimate Warrior shirt to disgrace um, the Warriors themselves. But I know he's a big wrestling fan. So, you know, if you want to just tie that back into uh, the WWE, sir, we, we had this conversation off the air. We may as well have it on the air. Yeah, how incredible is it that, like, we, we, we rip wrestling to no end, yet these athletes, these uh, these mega million athletes, they, they just love wrestling. They love belts, just like I like belts and you rip me for it. Yep. But these guys love to carry belts around in the locker room, think they're a champion. If, if given the opportunity, they'd rather have a belt than actually the championship trophy, I think, sometimes. I wouldn't be surprised. I just love the fact that for people who rip wrestling and think it's garbage and it's fake, I mean, this is literally, and I mean literally, these professional athletes, big-time people, all of them in every sport, huge wrestling fans, bringing the title belts with them, getting a title belt from the WWE with the Cavaliers logo, which we talked about this off the air, genius design to be able to put those plates on there and change them. Basically, it's a term of branding. They send it to everybody. I think that's great. I think the fact that they had the smoking skull belt, an obscure title belt, they were carrying around. Kevin Love had it. He's, he's smashing beers and drinking them. I mean, it was great, sir. I absolutely loved it. I, it I think it's great that so many of these athletes, so many of these athletes give, you know, credibility, so to speak, to wrestling because they're so into it. So I think that's great. Yep. And uh, one other note, I don't know if you know this, but after the after Game Four in Cleveland, when the the Golden State Warriors beat them and went up three one. I think it was either Draymond Green or, or Iguodala on the Cavaliers uh, on the Golden State Warriors went up to LeBron James and said, "This is a man's game." And uh, I think that they woke up the, the sleeping giant because if you look at LeBron James's performance in games five and six, especially, 
game seven not so much because he didn't really he wasn't that dominant, but he did make some plays at the end of the game, um, including that free throw that sealed the game when they went up four. But game five and six, when he put up back to back forty one points and a triple double in game seven, I mean. I know that you're not, you, you can't compare him to Michael Jordan, but like I still think that, that LeBron James is one of the best, if not the top five. I mean, if I was going to say Jordan one, LeBron James two, I don't think that anybody would argue with that. The fact that LeBron James is able to, to step up his game and bring these garbage yep. players to the finals. I mean, look at J.R. Smith. He's an NBA champion now. I mean, he would never be an NBA champion without LeBron James. He's bombing threes from every which angle. And you know, the the East is so bad Two that kisses on the wrist Swish <laughs> You know, the East is so bad though I don't know how, how the Celtics are, are, are going to have a Shop lot of draft picks get a haircut. <laughs> I, I don't think LeBron James has any any problem getting to another finals next year I think the no, only question no, is No, no, yes. <laughs> yes You love that song, don't you? <laughs> I'm literally, folks, I'm literally in tears laughing about that song right now. <laughs> oh, Phil Jackson. What was it? I'm sorry, Phil Jackson. <laughs> I had to leave your garden or something like that. <laughs> I had to leave your garden. Oh, man. Oh. I'm so, what's it? Your name is So Ray. <laughs> have no problem getting to the finals next year again, I don't think, because I look at the East, and who's their best competition? The Toronto Raptors? I mean, seriously, I think the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to be in the finals again next year. question is, do they win the championship again? I don't know. Well, let me ask you, what, what's the deal with Mike thinking that he's not even sure if, if LeBron's going to be able to make it back to the finals? I don't know, because, I, again, does he know that the East is so weak that I don't think that the Cleveland Cavaliers have any problem unless they lose everybody to free agency, which I don't think anybody's uh, honestly, a free agent. I think the Cleveland Cavaliers are so right. <laughs> they are so right. You're so done. <laughs> so right. My team is so right. Oh, man. What was it? Who did he buy a Cadillac for? <laughs> Wasn't that part of the song? <laughs> Yeah, I don't remember. Wait, wait, come on. What was uh come on, Joe, you got you gotta remember this. Um Yeah, don't you remember he, he bought a he bought a Cadillac or something for one of his teammates? Oh man, I gotta I gotta find this. Let, let, you know, let's see what is it? Let's see, uh uh Just keep it up there. No yeah, no the Oh, I love Novak, but if it was for me he'd be driving a Buick. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> what is it? Don't reprimand a player like me for showing natural booty through technology. <laughs> 2003 New LeBron York Knickerbockers. George Carl, what's up? Look at me now. <laughs> I think we should try to oh, get Jared Smith on the show. I think it'd be great. <laughs> oh, man. I would love. I would absolutely love to have Jared Smith. He's awesome. He is. He's the best. I don't even know. He's got to be the. I think if you want to talk greatest NBA player of all time, hands down, Jared Smith. Hands I don't down. even think my. You know what's interesting? Speaking of that argument, and I know we're not going to get into it now, but um, you read some of the reasoning that people have for thinking that LeBron is better than Michael or, or whatever the case is. Um, 
I saw one of the one of his, this kid looked like he's about twelve years old, and one of his things that he was saying, one of his comments was that Michael didn't play any good competition because everybody was was old and washed up when Michael played them, from Barkley to Magic to Bird to Isaiah to everyone, they were all just garbage because they were all washed up and at the end of their careers. Then Michael faced them, none of them in their prime. I, I mean, where do people get this stuff from? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's a bad that's a bad argument to to compare. I mean, I mean, LeBron if I'm not mistaken, has, Charles Barkley was the MV, was the uh, NFL the NBA MVP. I think '93 he was the MVP. As a matter of fact, I mean, you're talking about all time great players. These guys who were in their prime, but you know, hey, what do I know? What do you know? But uh, you know, maybe next week if we get Julian, we could definitely dissect the finals uh, and put the NBA to bed because you know it was a great it was a great uh, finals and. Um, you know, it would have been nice to talk to Julie about it, get her take on it, but uh, we definitely give you our take on it, so I I think we've done our job tonight. Oh, I'm sure. Um, I just hate the fact that uh, the one and only, you know, Julie Bueller did not call on I didn't even hear. I don't even know what happened to Julie. We were texting each other, and then I think she just, just changed her number or something, but I guess we'll find out. Let's just gotta give a special shout-out to Brittany Bell. Thanks so much to have her on there. I mean, she was so right. So right. You know, she was she was bombing threes from every which angle with all the stuff we threw at her today. So thank you so much, Julie, uh, for not coming on. We Hopefully we'll have you on one of these days. And thank you, Brittany, for coming on. You are a beautiful woman among no beautiful women. You're the best. Thank you so much. Folks, uh, thanks for listening to me last Complete under stupidity. Go out and listen to the original So Right, J.R. Smith song, and check out Britney's, um, what the hell was that? I'm over here in my apartment. It sounds like somebody just threw themselves on the floor. Um, if you want to check out the the song that Britney Bell was talking about, put O.T. Genesis, G-E-N-A-S-I-S, and it's called Cut It. It's a parody. I got to check it out. You go, you check it out. Make sure you check out our past episodes, PeerGoPG.com. Thank you so much, folks. It's been a pleasure. Yours, of course. And this, as always, uh, one of our disjointed shows. We thank the three of you for listening. Really, I uh, really appreciate What's it. What's the name of your show? Uh, pure Gold. Pure Gold. Yes, sir. I got two words for you. Pure <laughs> Gold. You guys are awesome. Wait. What just happened? Did you cut it? No, I didn't cut it. What's okay. the name of your show? Uh, pure gold. Pure gold. Yes, sir. I got two words for you. Pure <laughs> gold. You guys are awesome. Thank you, Nikki. I don't know where you were the first time, but thank you so much. I uh, really appreciate it. And, uh, folks, have a wonderful evening. Thank you so much. And, uh, as always, uh, keep it PG. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.